We got Shannon Sharp and Skip Bayless and all these sports people talking about championships and basketball. This, this is rap. Y'all out your jurisdiction. You can't save them. Welcome to Around the NBA with Chris and Eric. I'm Blazerland and Rip City 2's Chris Craig. And I'm Anna Corner Wash Anna Corsus Washington's Eric <laughs> Milligan. And this is episode number 40. And if you're wondering why, like, wait a minute, this isn't a Sunday or a Monday. That's because we're doing two podcasts a week for the playoffs. That's right, two podcasts a week. Uh, you got so much excitement, we just have to break it down twice a week, we feel. Yeah. And uh, Eric and I are very excited. We're very uh, excited. We just won a playoff game. Oh, against the Lakers of against all Against the freaking Lakers. Do you, remember the, do you remember where you were the last time the Blazers won a playoff game against the Lakers? Uh, in my bedroom. Game 6, uh, 2000? Game 6, 2000 in my bedroom uh, in southwest Portland. Oh, you were just a teenager. I was a teenager. Wow. <laughs> wow. Yeah. And a big I Blazer was, fan uh, then, right? Yeah, I was, what, six, 15 or 16 years old then. I think. I think I missed that game because I was, I was doing Jesus Christ Superstar on Broadway. Yeah. In fact, I was on the Tony Awards on the night of Game 7, so my brother was telling me the game over the phone while I was going to Radio City and performing and everything. Yeah, I was 16, and uh, there was a had a crew of guys. We'd always go. There's a court uh, with a covering. It was a couple blocks away from the house at a uh, center there, and we used to after the games we'd all meet up, whether we won or lost. And uh, I remember I remember going there during that series for the wins were so exciting, and then I remember at the end when we lost, uh, of course, in Game Seven. It was just brutal, but uh, I was just glad that I had those guys to play basketball with after that to get yeah. my anger out. Cause, yeah. Oh, man. Um, yeah, if this series goes seven, we should get together and watch it together and then do a podcast and then play basketball. We should, yeah. <laughs> like for game I seven? Don't, I don't know if it's going seven, though, man. I mean, yeah, after I what I saw. Four. I think it's going four, just like Barkley says. Yeah. Well, my son says five, and my friend Brian says five, and my I wife say says five. five. So I'm thinking five. But, I mean, if we could sweep these guys, I mean, I'm feeling like we're going to beat them. You know, Laker I mean, fans were saying on LakersGround.net, I saw them saying that it feels like 2011. And you know what ooh, 2011 ooh. was? Yes, That's when I do. Dallas swept them. That's when him. Dallas beat them, yep. The, like it feels like that. Another players, the guy on the other team is the best player in the series, and Dame is by That's far six. the best player in this series. Oh, and my wife's my wife says in seven. Sorry, my son said oh, in five. It's fun looking at uh, um, posts online from them and uh, them saying like, "Oh, we got this series. We're going to win this series," and then like afterward. You know, there were people, when they went up six, there were people in Lakers ground who was like, we did it, done, over, it's good. Yeah, the Lakers thought that too. You could tell it in their faces yeah. and then uh, Dame time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Dame time and Trent time and uh, Carmelo time and CJ time. Because everybody had key threes to- at the end of that game to, to win it for us. And I'm saying this with total uh, balanced thinking. I think we're going to win the whole thing. I have that feeling too, man. Don't you? And you know, there's been a lot of years where you know we, we of course we see it every year. But like, and we don't have the I'm, Warriors in our way. But this year, I'm feeling it, man. I can see it. I can see it. You know, I can see the. I can you know we just played the supposedly the best team in the West, and 
we had a bad shooting night, and we still beat them. I mean, on a good shooting night, we blow them out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's you know, and, and Damian Lillard has never lost a game two in the playoffs when he has won a game one. Really? That's good. That's a good sign. Yeah. Um, Not to jinx anything. And I say this all the time, you know, when people talk about getting swept by the Warriors twice and getting swept by the Pelicans. On the other hand, on Stott's record is um, he's won three playoff series without home court advantage against the Rockets, against the Clippers, and against the Nuggets. And this would be another one. This would be another series he won without being the, the higher seed. True. Granted, there's no home court advantage, really, but still being the upset team is impressive. Meanwhile, you've got a, a coach like Coach Bludenholzer who's underachieving with his teams, at least in the playoffs, because he had the number one seed with the Hawks a few years back. They lost in the conference finals. Then he had the number one seed last year with the Bucks, and they lost four straight in the Eastern Conference Finals, and then they just lost yesterday. So they've right. lost five playoff games in a row all of a sudden, and he's looking like the next George Carl, who, by the way, tweeted, I've been there before, about the Lakers, <laughs> that the Lakers should be worried. I've been upset before. You know, they he, should be worried, yes. He was uh, the Sonics' number one seed, the first number one seed to uh, lose um, to an eight seed, yes. But uh, this is all, we're going to win tomorrow. I feel it. I mean, Lillard's freaking dancing out there. He was dancing. He was hitting half-court threes and dancing back he in the He was dancing. <laughs> I mean, as and, you long know, it as... Doesn't, it, it did not feel like, uh, you know, we were the away team. It did not feel like we were the away team or we were at the Lakers arena. It felt very neutral and it felt like we were in control. And, uh, man... God willing, all the people that are healthy now stay healthy. Right. And, and you know, we're going to, yeah. Did uh, you read about Wenyan Gabriel? I was reading about him. He started, you know, his first playoff game he's ever started. Right. Uh, his first playoff game he's ever played. And uh, I thought it was interesting. Wenyan means wipe your tears. Yes. <laughs> because I believe that his, was his brother or sister before him died as a baby? Yeah, his sister did, yes. Yeah. And then... Um, when he was just a little kid, his seven-year-old brother, like, was his primary caregiver. Yeah, like, I heard about that, yeah. I don't even think he started playing basketball till like, five years ago or something. Like, they got to the States from, from oh, Cairo. Oh, wow. wow. They got to New Hampshire, and then he played in one of the NBA camps. Wow. I mean, man, that, that was... kid, he's born to be an NBA player, though, man. That kid, yeah. is, he's got so much talent. Yeah, from Sudan. It, wow. Wayne yeah, I'm so glad he's on our team. I love him. I love his energy. I love Me his too. effort. He just comes onto the floor and he just leaves it all on the floor. He gets everything, and I love it. Can that's we what give it means. a lot of That's props. what it means to be a blazer. Can we give a lot of props to uh, Hassan Whiteside? Yeah, I'm very proud of Hassan last night. Uh, man, he blocked the crap out of LeBron. Just, yes. uh, you know, Northwich was in foul trouble, and yep. uh, Hassan was just there when we needed him. It and really helps. To have, if Nurkic is in foul trouble or struggling, to put out a guy as talented as Whiteside as his backup is really pretty great. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's just... How about Yusuf Nurkic with 10 points, 10 rebounds, 3 assists in the, in the first, first quarter? quarter? 
Not the first half, the first the quarter. First, like, <laughs> the first, like, ten minutes. Playing for grandma. First quarter wasn't even, even had, over. He even had shoes on uh, for his grandmother. Yeah. Santa on them. and So, yeah, he's playing for his grandma. And uh, and don't bet against the Blazers. I don't know what the, the Vegas odds are since. Well, apparently now we are third in the West in terms of chances of making uh, making the finals. I did hear that. I think it's like yeah, the Clippers, the Lakers, and then us. And then us, yeah. And the Lakers and the Clippers are Clippers just lost. The Clippers just lost, yeah. Yeah. And we'll talk about that, and we'll talk more about this Blazer game. Uh, okay. We do have uh, right. some news and highlights for you guys. Okay. And then we will go over uh, all of the series so far this week. Three days, Monday, Tuesday, and today, Wednesday. Uh, yep. So here we go. Uh, uh, Michael Connolly Jr. has returned to the bubble. After the birth of his son, he will undergo quarantine for four days, and he could could be playing by uh, game four, uh, and that's in the series. Or excuse me, by game three, actually. Oh, by game three. Uh, right? by and game they just three. won game two. So. And they just won game two, and they're 1-1. Yeah, wow, so he might that. be back for, um, what is that, Friday? Uh, Friday. Wow, that's impressive. I didn't know they were yeah. able to get him back in that quick. Yeah, I don't know. Well, he just got back in... I think it's yesterday. No, I, I think he might miss game three. I think he'll be back by game four. We'll see. Pretty serious about his team to have a baby and then immediately run back to a to a right. bubble. He yes. does make a hell of a lot of money, though. He does. Doesn't he? Like, didn't he have, when he signed his contract with the Grizzlies, it was like the, the best contract, the, the highest contract ever or something? Something like that, yeah. Yeah, he, he gets paid a hell of a lot of money, so he probably should show up to work. But uh, still, just had a baby, and he's already. He came back, yeah. He was he's just there for the birth, and then on the plane yep. back. <laughs> yeah, and he's out. All right, I'm good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Zach Collins had an MRI today, and it confirmed a left ankle malleolar stress reaction. Jesus, he's out for game two. He'll be reevaluated. He's out for game two. He'll be reevaluated in one week. So it's likely that he'll also miss games three and games four at least. He might be out for the series. Wow. So basically, do you know what that is? What? Do I know what that what? is? Yeah, malleolar stress reaction. No, do you? So, yeah, it's the bone. It's the protruding bone in the side of your ankle. And basically, a reaction means that that bone is weakening. And if it keeps weakening, it turns into a fracture. So basically, uh-huh. he has to rest it long enough for the bone to strengthen back up again oh wow so I don't, well I don't we beat the lakers it's without not something him. happens quickly yeah it's with Wendy gabriel we playing as well as he is yeah and the fact I mean, it that might we'll be a probably... blessing in the sky it might be a blessing in the skies you know because we might get to see when you know when in like we wouldn't have seen him and if we get past the lakers you know the rockets play small and so we, we should be able yeah. to withstand this right a uh, new video has shown Raptors president Masai Ujiri was not the aggressor oh my of gosh. an incident with a police officer uh, who was working as a security guard in Oakland at the end of Game 6 when Toronto won the 2019 championship. Ujiri was trying to get to the court to celebrate with his team. Um, he had his... Uh, in his hand, he had his... His pass. Uh, his media his pass. pass. And he was pulling it out, and he was trying to get past the security guard, and the security guard shoved him twice. Yeah. And I'm not even sure. And then he even... sued him. He's suing him for, like, emotional distress. 
promotional distress. That's disgusting. Any claim, yeah, any claim workman's comp. Oh. Saying you had like all these injuries and emotional injuries, and then his wife is also suing Gajiri, saying that he can't uh, perform his manly duties as a husband. Holy cow! <laughs> what a dick! Yeah, like, and I mean credible... the video just came out today. It shows he's entirely in the wrong. Doesn't he that know Ujiri that he's wearing a camera? I, apparently, he didn't realize it was on. I don't know. But even though the video came out, the police department he works for is still sticking with him and saying he's my least favorite on his in side. the world right now. I mean, he's just an Oakland fan. He was upset his team lost in the championships and took it out on a jury. Unfortunately, it's terrible. It's terrible. He shouldn't be yeah, suing. But... He should be profusely apologizing over and over again. Well, uh, Azuri and the NBA are counter-suing him, so I think we know who's going to win that. I hope so. Yeah. Give him something to be emotionally distressed about. Yes. <laughs> well, I'm sure he's worried now since that video's come out and made public. Yeah, yeah. Uh, the Nets, uh, Nets guard Joe Harris has left the bubble for personal reasons. Yeah, what happened with that? He just played today, didn't he? I don't know. He has... They haven't really uh, publicly named those reasons. He's left. They said personal reasons. So it's not medical. He was just playing about 12 hours ago. Yeah, he was just playing and something happened and he had to leave. Maybe something with his family or who knows. And they need him. They need him. They do need him. They're down 0-2 and he's one of their best players. Yeah. That's that's a bummer for them. And they're already down so many players. They can't afford to lose another one. Yep. But maybe, uh, who knows how long he'll be gone. Maybe he'll be gone a couple days and come back and do the four-day quarantine and be back by the end of the series who knows okay uh if they don't get swept mm-hmm. <laughs> uh rajon rondo uh, has been cleared medically to play after breaking the thumb in a lakers practice before the restart he did not play in game one he may might play in game two wow yeesh i welcome him i welcome him come on oh yeah you want to figure this shit out yeah, he's I mean, not he he's not intimidated yeah. by Rondo no more. Bring on freaking Ju- Drew Holiday. Well, it's not just his defense. He always seems to kill us too yeah. on offense. Too. You know what though? Bring it's Drew Holiday. Dame don't care. <laughs> Bring what? What the Lakers signed Drew Holiday? Yeah, Dame don't care. He don't care. He, he doesn't. He should, man. They they can trap him he's all they want. Up, he's gonna shoot. He's gonna he's shoot from half court, court no before what. the trap even comes. Yep, he's getting that. Yeah, no, it's awesome. I welcome Rondo. Please come yeah. and play and, and brick threes and stuff. Yeah, it was funny when, because uh, you can kind of hear uh, some of the stuff the players say because there's no fans. And the Nets, in the last game of the regular season when we played the Nets, Damian Lillard looked like this crazy three, and the, you could hear the defender on the Nets go, gee, damn. <laughs> wow. It's hilarious. Uh, anyway. Uh, the draft lottery, the NBA draft lottery will be oh, that's tomorrow, tomorrow night at 5.30 p.m. Pacific time, 8.30 Eastern. Uh, the Warriors and the the Cavaliers have the highest chance, highest odds of getting the first pick at 14%. That's ridiculous. Atlanta has a 12.5% chance. Detroit, a 10.5% chance. New York, a 9% chance. Chicago, 7.5%. Charlotte, 6%. Washington, 4.5%. Phoenix, 3%. The Spurs, 2%. The Kings, 1.3%. The Pelicans, 1.2%. And the Grizzlies, 0.5%. But hey, last year, the Pelicans, who had only a 6% chance 
of winning won the first pick. Mm. Memphis, who also only had a 6% chance, took the second pick. Mm. The Knicks, with a 14% chance, finally they got the third pick. And the Lakers, with a 2% chance, got the fourth pick. Were we together so that you day? you never know. We were together. We were watching <laughs> that at your apartment, yes. We were, like, freaking out. We couldn't believe it because the Lakers kept being on the board. Yes. Kept, kept moving thought, up. Oh, we're like, no, no we're not going to get the first pick. We thought they were because it came down between them. And <laughs> it was crazy. Oh, oh my, my gosh. gosh. That was scary. And then the Pelicans, we, we couldn't believe the Pelicans had won it. They're six percent, so you don't know who's going to win. You never know who's going to win. I mean, even though you think it would be the Warriors or the, the Cavaliers with the highest chance, but you never know. Well, hopefully, I mean, it's not the Warriors. Let the Cavs win another freaking lottery. How many have they won? They won LeBron. They won Andrew Wiggins. They won Anthony Bennett, and they won Kyrie. Right. They won the lottery what? four times. Well, Charlotte's at 6% this year, so hey, they might be the winner. We'll see. That would be great for Charlotte if the player they pick turns out to be good. This is kind of a tricky... There's no consensus number one pick, is there? There's not. Uh, But but, uh, Melo Ball wants to go to the Knicks, so he said he wants the Knicks and only the Knicks. But he's not going to be first pick anyway, but... Who's that? Uh, Well, Melo Ball. Oh, Lamelo, right, yes. Yeah. Hmm. Is he better than his brother? I doubt it. Maybe. <laughs> probably not. About the same, probably. Uh, the Knicks certainly hope so. Uh, the NBA has fired longtime photographer for the Rockets, Bill Baptist, after he tweeted a degrading meme, meme about Senator and Vice Presidential Candidate Kamala Harris. Really? Yes. I'm not going to repeat it here. Uh, so say it was degrading and... and uh, Unbecoming of any anybody, let alone a someone who works for the NBA. Wow, uh, good for them. And he was let go. Yeah, uh, LeBron James' his children book, I promise, debuted atop the New York's bestsellers list today. Oh wow! So some good news for LeBron James, even though he didn't beat the Blazers. <laughs> <laughs> he got some some kind of good news. And hopefully, that's the only good news we'll be getting because we'll that's, hopefully that's... we'll be beating them again tomorrow. <laughs> When's Space Jam Two supposed to come out? Uh, next year, uh, LeBron next James year? did just, re- yeah, LeBron James did just release a teaser of the jersey from it. Mm. That he's gonna wear. Like t- when t- next year? Next t- summer? T- next winter? I I think next spring or summer. The hell! Didn't they make it last year? They did, but then <laughs> they got pushed. I think things got pushed back because of. Um, like, is the movie already COVID. done? But they're just waiting to show it. I think it's in. I think it's in pre-production. I'm not sure. Animation does take a while, though. It does. I forget, I forget that it's animation. There's a lot of work that comes with it, yes. That's right. That it's takes not longer. Just anima- it's animation with, you know, real time, so. Because when did, I'm looking it up, when did Space Jam 1 come out? Because I remember he filmed it when he was training, after he came back and he was training for the season that ended up being their 72-win season. Warner Brothers built a basketball court for him to train on while shooting the film. Oh, I didn't know that. Wow. So I know that he was shooting that film in summer 1995. 95. And I'm looking now. It came out in 1996. What the hell? It only took them them one year to make that movie. Came out November 1996. Huh. They should just release the thing on Netflix. 
Oh, I see it here. LeBron James offers first look at Space Jam 2, posting the Toon Squad. Hilarious. All yeah, right. but, you know, technology wasn't uh, very adept back then, so they didn't have to do as much. Right. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. I mean, anyway, Space, Jam, uh, Space Jam was hand-drawn animation, right? I believe so, This yeah. is probably computer animation, and, right? Yeah, this is computer. This is CGI. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, all right, so we're going to go ahead and get to the games for you, the series. We're going to go by series. Uh, we'll start with the Denver Nuggets and the Jazz. Uh, the Denver Nuggets beat the Jazz 135-125 uh, on In overtime. Monday. In overtime, though, the Jazz uh, battled I mean, behind uh, 57 points by, by Mitchell, uh, the third most in playoff history. Yeah, that was pretty amazing. Pretty amazing. But on to the Mitchell. But he uh, didn't come up at the end. Like, he couldn't. He, he did. The he Nuggets. Put, the Nuggets controlled it. Controlled yeah, he the couldn't put the it over the top. Overtime. Took him over the top. He needed sixty-three to tie yeah. Jordan. Yeah, it was a shame. Uh, Jamal Murray had thirty-six points. He was incredible. He was. Yes. He did hit all the big shots. Yes. He looked like C.J. McCollum out there, creating his step backs and everything, and hitting nothing but the bottom of the net. Right. Yeah, and I was impressed. Yeah. I was really impressed with Jamal Murray in I, that game. Yeah, I was impressed too. I, you know, and I wasn't surprised by the Jazz losing that. I had actually predicted them to be swept, but then on Wednesday, today, my goodness, the Jazz destroyed the Nuggets one twenty four one oh five, destroyed the Mitchell at thirty points. Uh, Jordan Clarkson just amazing off the bench, man. He's yeah. kind of like our, he's kind of like Gary Trent for us. He's yeah. just an, an amazing force off the bench. Uh, this guy used to be a star for the Lakers. He played yeah. for the Cavaliers. Now he's on the Jazz, but you know he's still only twenty eight years old, man. But I mean, he's, he's, got so much he's kind of CJ light. He can kind of create his own shot like CJ can, but not as right. good as CJ. Right. But he had uh, thirty six points off the bench. I think today's tonight. Game. Tonight, I think it was was it thirty six or twenty six? Uh, I'm looking it up right. Now. I know Mitchell had thirty points. Um, twenty six, twenty six points off the bench. Twenty six with nine of eighteen shooting, four of nine from the free throw uh, three point line. He had four eight rebounds, assists, three assists. Two, no, Donovan Mitchell had eight assists. Three four assists. Four of nine three point line. He had three assists, four rebounds. Mitchell hit six threes. Wow. Six out of seven from the three point line. Yeah, yeah he had a very uh, efficient game. Clarkson hit four threes. Ingles hit four threes, 18 points, 19 points for Gobert to go with seven rebounds. Royce O'Neal hit three threes. So they had help from everybody despite missing, you know, uh, Michael Conley Jr. had just returned to the bubble, missing Bogdanovich, missing, of course, Ed Davis. So Jamal Murray didn't score as much, but P- Michael Porter Jr. had a big game statistically. He didn't register assists, but he got 28 points. 28 points, yeah. He's a, he's a big scorer for them. Yeah, I think part of it is they haven't really had many games together where they're where everybody's there. Right. And they're getting so getting used to playing with everybody, with Michael Porter Jr., with Bull Bull. Wait, Bull Bull didn't play today, did he? Yeah, he did. Oh, he did. He played four minutes. Yeah. But with some of these new players added in, uh, I think things are feeling a little bit different. They're still getting the gist of each other. And Where's Will Barton? Where's Will Barton? Is he injured? I don't know, man. He hasn't been playing. He must be injured. I thought he'd be back by playoffs. I thought he would too. Yeah, I have no. Uh, he, I guess he's injured. He'd be playing. Yeah, that hurts him too. 
but wild I mean, will, Jr. wild will, wild with thrill, the people's yeah, champ, the thrill, people's champ, man. I'm looking up here. Uh, I'm looking. Will Barton out indefinitely? Here we go. From a, a report from one day ago. Tough blow for Nuggets. Will Barton out indefinitely with knee soreness. According to the Denver Post, Will Barton's going to be out indefinitely with the knee soreness. He's been battling the entire time in the bubble. That's too bad. Yeah, it is, man. You know what I was thinking the other day? I'd like to sit down and like do this as an exercise. Maybe we'll talk about it on the podcast some, one of our days. Wouldn't it be fun if just the players now that are in the league now, not past players, but if every player had to go back to the team that drafted them, like who would be the best teams and who would be, like obviously the Thunder would probably be the best team. No, we're with Harden and but it'd just Baca be interesting. And... I mean, we have a lot of the player players we drafted. And we have Aldridge would come back. Um, uh, Will Barton would come back. Um, the Thunder obviously would have Jeff Green, Serge Ibaka, James Harden, Wes Westbrook, and uh, uh, Kevin Durant. Um, but I was trying to think, the Lakers would have D'Angelo Russell and um, uh, Brandon Ingram, both both All Stars. Oh man! Um, they would have you know, and then they'd have Lonzo Ball and uh, uh, Josh Hart. Um, there's anybody else the Lakers have drafted that are still in the league that would be good. Cleveland would be a good team. No. Cleveland would have um, Andrew Wiggins and LeBron and Kyrie, Tristan Thompson. Colin Sexton, Darius Garland. I don't know. It'd just be interesting. I'm wondering, like, who are the best teams? Who are the worst teams? In terms of everybody asks, can you think of anyone? Like, what would be the best team besides the Thunder if all their mm -hmm. players had to go back? I don't know. I don't know. I'd have to look. Maybe we can do that for next time. We can look and see. And yeah. Then... Like, and I wonder who's, like, the worst team if, like... Like, how good are the Pel the Pelicans, Zion Williamson? Oh, no, Pelicans are really good. Pelicans have Zion yeah. Williamson and Anthony Davis. And Chris Paul. And Chris Paul. Yeah, yeah, that's a good team. Yeah. Chris Paul with Anthony Davis and Zion Williamson. That's a pretty good team. Who else would they have? Who else was on the Hornets of the Pelicans? Uh, I don't know. I'd have to think about that. Uh, yeah. Oh, they're they're up there. They yeah. could go. They could. Uh, Clippers would have um, Eric Gordon and Blake Griffin, and um, you know, Land uh, who else would they have? Who else have the Clippers like selected lately? Mm -hmm. Spurs would have Kawhi, obviously. Um, oh, Blazers would have Pat Connaughton. <laughs> <laughs> Nick Batum. Yeah, Nick. Well, we'd have yeah. Nick Batum. That's right, Nick Batum, Marcus Aldridge, yeah. Will Barton. Yeah, we we'd have a pretty good team. Anyway, I was. That's just what I was thinking about. Well, we'll have to look. We'll have to look more into that. So we yeah. Can have a better idea next time. Can yeah. Have a better look at that. Uh, let's go to the second series we're gonna look at. Uh, okay. Not much to look at here, Boston and Philly. Yeah. Uh, Boston. Having a, not too hard of a time with Philly. Uh, they no. won 128-101 the first game. But Tatum uh, scoring a playoff high, 33 points. And Embiid, he returned. 
Uh, we weren't sure if he was going to play. He had 34 points. Um, and then... Yeah, game <laughs> one, they lost by eight. Game two, they lost by 28. No, game one. Uh, yeah, game yeah, they lost by 27 in game two. In game two, right. Yes, yes. But Embiid had 34 points. Tatum had 33 points. 33 points. Yeah, and they lost Gordon Hayward. Yeah, yes. He's out for a month. He's out for a month. That hurts. They'll probably Tatum, still be around Tatum when Brown, he gets no. back. They'll probably still be around when he gets back. Yeah, they probably will. I mean, really I don't good. know. It depends on how uh, they do against Toronto. They'll be in the next year. I, I think Toronto's going to beat them. I think yeah. it's going to be Toronto and, and Milwaukee in the in the the final. We'll see though. Milwaukee, they're garbage. Oh right, yeah. They just well, <laughs> hey, they beat they beat Orlando in the. They, <laughs> Milwaukee's trash, and this wasn't Orlando. We'll get to. We'll wait. We'll wait. What are yeah, we talking uh, about? We're talking about well, Boston. We're still yeah. We're on Boston and Philly. Okay. But uh, yeah, we'll get there. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I mean Tatum and and Brown have been really big for them and. Boston, Philadelphia still without Simmons and yeah, it's too bad. To I feel bad. Way. I feel bad yeah. for Philly fans. Yeah, it might be a, it might be a sweep. You think Ouch. so? Yeah. Well, see, in real life, Philadelphia would be going home and their crowd would be going crazy, and Embiid would be feeding off the crowd, and they were a great home team all year, and they'd come back and win both games at home yeah, and force a game five. Problem is like like That's the Lakers. Not happen. There's no yeah, like the Lakers. There's no crowd, and they're a team that can't play without a crowd. You know they were already bitching about it too, right? Oh yeah. Both AD and LeBron were like, kind yeah, of but, crying about them not being fans cheering. Yeah, them. there's there's no fans. The freaking rim is crooked. Whatever. Who cares? I mean, wah, wah. it really does hurt the top seeds that they didn't get to open the series in their gym, sleeping in their bed with everybody cheering and going crazy for them. And feeding off that um, momentum. On the other hand, if they can turn the series, you know, if the Lakers were to beat us in Game Two, they don't have to go to Portland. Well, the thing was, it wasn't a surprise. They knew it was going to be this way. They knew this was coming. And, exactly. Uh, they were not ready. For, they, they weren't ready for the occasion. That's I think both the Bucks and Lakers are going to regret that they didn't take the seeding game seriously. Well, the, the because Bucks... neither of those teams played well in the in the eight bubble games. Yeah, and maybe they thought they had nothing to play for, but they had like they should have been trying to get into a good rhythm, like Toronto did. Toronto right. played to win, and they got into a really good rhythm. Lakers should have come out and tried to bash people every night. <laughs> they should have, but they didn't. Yeah, because they're just not that good. They're not. They're not that good. Well, we'll the thing is, that. we'll get to that. We'll get to that. Are, we're, yeah. are we done with Boston? We're, yeah. Uh, so, uh, the Dallas and the Clippers series. My Ooh. goodness. I like the this Clippers, series. The Clippers uh, beat the Mavericks 118-110 in game one yep. uh, on on Monday. But, uh, I mean, it was a close game. I mean, I you know, Porzingis got ejected. Yep. Uh, you know, Doncic had... The most points in a, in a day in a playoff debut. Right. I think if Porzingis had not gotten ejected, I think the Mavericks would be two zero right now. Really? Because the Mavericks came back today. They won game two. It's really amazing because the Clippers destroyed Dallas all three meetings in the regular season, including those bubble games. But the Mavs figured them out. I think the Mavs figured them out, and they did today. One twenty seven, one fourteen. Despite a thirty five point ten rebound game from Leonard. Uh, Doncic with 28 points. 
Uh, eight rebounds, seven assists, nearly a triple-double uh, to lead his team. He got 47 points from their bench, the Mavs. Can we talk about uh, Paul George? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's talk about Paul George. Paul George, 14 <laughs> points, 4 of 17 shooting, 2 turnovers, and a minus 13. Yep. This is the yep. guy who laughed at Damian Lillard. Yeah, I got one word. Bye. Cancun in 3. That's right. <laughs> Bye. Oh, how about Skip Bayless saying the late Blazers were going to lose to the Lakers in 3 because we'd be so scared of them after 3 blowouts. He's just angry at Damian Lillard because Damian called him out. Once upon a time, and yeah, he's just been on Damon's case ever since then. Uh, Orlando always wins game one of their first round of the playoff series, and this year was no different. But this <laughs> was different. I mean, it was different. It was different cause... because, yes, it was no different that they won the game. But there's a couple things I want to bring up here. Go ahead, yeah. Okay, one it wasn't against Toronto, which traditionally up to that point had always lost their first game. So they didn't have that on their side. Two, Orlando won it on a DJ Augustine three. It was a close game. What I saw yesterday between the Bucks and the Magic was a Magic team that controlled the entire game beginning to end and looked. If you were an alien or someone from another country and you hadn't watched the playoffs and you sat and watched the game, you would 100% think Orlando was the better team. Yeah. 100%. Agreed. 100%. And they were playing without Aaron Gordon, without Jonathan Isaac, without Michael Carter-Williams. But they had Vucevic playing well. Vucevic, who struggled in his series last time because double, double. they had Marcus Saul on him. He played great. Terrence Ross played great. Markel Fultz played great. They looked like the better team. I am very excited to watch them play again tomorrow. Very excited. And the funny thing is, Giannis had a really good game too, but it didn't matter. Didn't matter. I mean, he had 31 points and 17 rebounds, but it didn't matter. I think he, um, didn't he miss some free throws or something? He was shooting threes. He banked in a three. If you bank in a three and you still don't make it, um, yeah, 31 points, 17 rebounds. Um... As I was going to say, uh, I got to say, is this not weird that we are watching four games a day during the week in the morning? It's weird. <laughs> this is crazy. It's basically March day. Madness. Yeah. yeah. But like even March Madness is just Thursday and Friday during the week and then Saturday and Sunday. Right. But this is during the week. Also, they're doing it in a way that we actually get to watch all the games. Usually... You have that first weekend where it's four and four, but then during the week they start staggering and overlapping games, so you don't get to see them all. Right. But um, Mason Crowley, I'm looking at Giannis. He shot four of nine at the free throw line. That definitely hurt them. Ouch. But otherwise, 31.17 rebounds, seven assists. Problem is, they don't really have another guy who they can give it to who can just get their shot. And we have like three of those guys. I mean, Middleton. Guy had 14 points Kinda. and 4 of 12 shooting. They were giving it to like George Hill. It's like, uh, is that your best, your best guy <laughs> after Giannis? I mean, yeah. So Orlando's up 1-0, and we'll see if they can tomorrow if they can go to 2-0. Oh, I can't wait. Those are the. It's just a tradition where they win the first game and then they get swept the rest of the way. Or we'll see what happens if they. Those are the, the prime dog. time games tomorrow. Yep. 
Tomorrow is, uh, I'm looking at Thursday, August 20th. They play Orlando. Milwaukee plays at 3. And then the Blazers play at 6. You know why I love that, by the way? Why? Usually games are spaced out two and a half hours. Like there would be a 6 o'clock game and the next game would be at 8.30. Oh, these are back-to-back-to-back. Right. Much. But normally what I'm saying is if right. Orlando was playing at 6, we'd be playing at 8.30. But they made it 9, which is good. Because if the game goes into overtime, we don't have to worry about missing the beginning of the... When they stack True. it two and a half hours away, I'm always nervous. What if that game goes to overtime and we miss the beginning of the Blazer game? Right. So the fact that they're, they're moving it to nine... Oh, I know why they're doing that. For the lottery. Oh, right. Oh, of course. So they're going to do the lottery between those two games. Between those two games. <laughs> that makes sense. On ESPN. Yep. That makes sense. Yep. Interesting. Let's go get to watch that before the game. So that's that's going to cool. be, yeah, that's going to be fun. It's going to be really yeah. fun. I have to do a, a tech rehearsal in the morning. Uh, I'm doing. I should mention this if anybody cares. Um, <laughs> I'm doing um, Galaxy Con um, on Saturday, August 22nd. Um, it's at GalaxyCon.com. You pay to go to it online. It's virtual. And there are a bunch of famous, you know, actors there and comic book writers, etc. And uh, you can meet them and you can do FaceTime sessions with them. And uh, you can even get uh, autographed pictures sent to you by the people that you end up talking to. And um, you get to go to Q&As. So several members, including myself, of the, of the TV show Bones are all going to be there. I think it's like one, two, three, four, five, like six of us um, are going to be there. And, uh, yeah, we're doing a big q and I think, at 11 a.m. Uh, Pacific time. I guess I would say, if anybody's interested, go to galaxycon.com. Um, so the, the, I'm, suppo- I'm contracted... To work for them for six hours, so the Blazers play at five thirty. <laughs> so since I start at eleven, at six, I mean at at five, I'm out of there. So if you guys want to talk to me, you better be there before five o'clock, or I'm going to be getting ready for dinner and the Blazers. There you go. Um, here I'm going to GalaxyCon.com to look at it right now to tell people exactly. You go to GalaxyCon.com. Yeah, I might. Oh my gosh, my phone's going off. My dad's calling me. Um, we should have put him on the podcast. <laughs> um, yeah, actually, Bones cast. Meet the cast of Bones Saturday, August twenty uh, second. Bones live experience, two p.m. Eastern time, so eleven a.m. here on the Western time. You can get. Uh, let's see, what other people are there? Jessica Jones, uh, the cast of Jessica Jones. Uh, Meet the Doctor Who companions are there. Will Wheaton is there. Um, the cast of various um, uh, cartoons. And uh, the, the cast of Altered Carbon. Actually, one of the... Uh, oh, that guy was on Bones. One of the <laughs> actors from Bones was on Altered Carbon. Oh, my God, that guy. I know that guy. That guy which, was up Which little... one? You watch Altered Carbon? No, I watch Bones, though. Oh. Oh no, he was um, he was in the pilot. He was up against me for for my role. Oh wow! And then they put him in the pilot as like this guy who was obsessed 
with um, my dad's still calling me. Um, <laughs> Put him on the podcast, man. <laughs> uh, um, what is this? William Shatner and Henry Winkler? Holy cow. Oh, wow. Big names. That's actually August 29th. So this is no, like all just... week, actually. Oh, Bones okay. is the 22nd. Then there are things on the 23rd. Oh, I see. So there's different things every day. So William Shatner and Henry Winkler on August 29th. Star Wars live experience, um, August thirtieth. Um, so, so your your day is exclusively Bones. I guess it is. Well, there's a few. I think there's a couple. There's Bones live experience and Jessica Jones live experience. Is that a TV show? I've not heard of that show. But um, those are the two shows. We're at two, and they're at four. Um, it has Kristen Ritter in it. I know her, but I do not right. know the show. Um, so uh, there you go. You there guys want to like talk to me face to face? Go to galaxycon.com. So where were we? Right, we got a couple more series here. Uh, Miami and uh, Indiana. Miami yeah. beat the Pacers one thirteen one one. Victor Oladipo suffered an eye injury. He got poked in the eyeball. He had to go yeah, to the hospital. Sucked. Left the game. Uh, not sure how bad it was or not. It wasn't. It wasn't like he was bleeding or anything. So. Right, but you his never know with those eyes. His eyeball wasn't hanging out, but yeah, we, you never know with an eye. So yeah, I mean, I remember uh, uh, Joel Embiid. They he cracked his like eye or his his like right. orbital bone or whatever. Yeah, well, he had to miss minutes. several games for that, and then yeah. he had to wear a mask. Is was there structural damage? Is Victor Oladipo going to have to wear a mask? Right. Maybe. He might be coming back wearing a mask. Uh, I was looking at T.J. Warren, though, versus Jimmy Butler. T.J. Warren, 22 points in the loss. Though he was 4 of 5 from 3. Nice. 8 rebounds. Jimmy Butler, though, uh, countered with 28 points. 10 in the fourth quarter. 10 in the fourth quarter, yeah. Dragic had 14 in the fourth quarter. Wow, those two guys really went at yeah, it. Yeah, for, for 24, yeah. Crazy, man. Hero, 15. 17 for Bam Adebayo. Again, oh, no Myers Leonard. <laughs> yeah. No, what do you know? Yeah, that's too bad. Ah, uh, bummer, dude. Do you think he'll get another contract? His contract goes up this summer. Uh, if he does, it's going to be for, for uh, Pebbles. You think maybe he'll go to China or something? He might go overseas. He might have to. That'd be fun for him to like go yeah. somewhere where he can be like he, a superstar. Right? He could be a superstar over there. Yeah, why not? Shanghai Sharks or whatever. Yeah, yeah. he'll score like 50 points a game over there. Yeah. <laughs> He could become a big star like Marbury and get a statue. Right. Statues and you know, buildings aimed after him. And He's still young. He could have a whole career yeah. over there. Oh, yeah. Yep. Sure he could. What's the money? Uh, and then uh, Thunder and the uh, the Rockets series. Yeah. The Rockets. I guess the Rockets are better without, without Russell Westbrook. Yeah, uh, they are. If Westbrook was out there, he would have screwed stuff up. Yeah, and, uh, you know. I was disappointed that Oklahoma points. City wasn't able to make it a game. And it's a bummer. Chris Paul had a good game, though, man. He had almost had a triple-double. Yeah, but that wasn't Tw- enough. 20 points and rebounds, 9 assists, man. I mean. Yeah, 20 points isn't enough. Yeah, I know. He needs to have a 30, 40-point game for them. But, uh, and Harden. We'll see how many free throws they had. How many threes they took. We know they probably got out-rebounded. Let's see. Yeah, I'm looking at it. Uh, they play game, game two tomorrow. Um, 
It's hard for me to get excited about the series without Westbrook in the series because you want to see Westbrook go up against the Thunder. Right. Without him there, it was like the game was less intriguing. Yeah, so the Thunder out-rebounded the Rockets 46-36. to 36. Wow. The Rockets took 52 three-pointers. And hit how many? 20. 20 and OKC 38%. took 35 and hit 13. They actually shot a good, decent percentage. It's 19 free throws for Houston in 17. And the Thunder shot 25 free 25. throws in 21. Huh. Yep. Interesting. Yep. They just didn't have enough firepower. Um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's Jeff Green, man. Jeff Green had a big game. And uh, he's been that, you know, journeyman who goes, you know, from contending team to contending team. And he was really big in that game seven with the Cavs in 2018 against the Celtics. But he always gets traded away to a new team. And and now he's with the Rockets, and he had a big game for the Rockets. He was the second-hand scorer in that game, shot 8 of 12 from the field. Didn't, didn't go nowhere. He had a great game, too, on the other side, 29 points. He did. He was making some cool shots. He was. was. He he was getting some uh, little guys put on him. He was shooting right over him. I enjoyed watching that. Yeah, and then, and then Steven Adams had 17, but there was no other players in double digits. Yeah. Alexander had nine. Basically had, yeah. had nine, but... Joseph Alexander know. has to play better. Like you said, just not, not enough. Uh, yeah, Dennis Schroeder and Shea Gilgis Alexander, they have to come up with more than 15 points combined. Yeah, 27 points off the bench. Right. Thunder will probably come back and win tomorrow. Yeah, I think they will too. Don't you think? I think so. I think the Rockets are going to get too haughty and think they're... We want them to, right? We want that to be a long, tiring series. We do. We want whoever wins that to be... Yeah, Take we want it to go seven games. It's gotta be, it has to be a seven-game series, so when we sweep the Lakers, we get a rest. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> and speaking of the Blazers and the Lakers, that's the last series. All right. Uh, the did Blazers. we talk about Brooklyn and New Jersey, or did I? I mean, Brooklyn. And oh, New we Jersey. didn't. Brooklyn, Brooklyn and, and Toronto. Toronto. Right. We didn't talk about Brooklyn and Toronto. Excuse There's me. There's not much to talk about. They just they kicked I ass. I mean, yeah, Toronto's kicking ass, and they're up two and zero. You got to get Brooklyn. Usually loses their first game. Decided they're going to win this year. Yeah. They're champions, and they got to act like it, and they are. We almost had a great comeback. The Raptors were up 33 in game one, and Brooklyn cut it to eight. And had the ball with a chance to cut yeah, it to today, five or six. They got, yeah, they got scared. And, and then they, today, you know, the Raptors Brooklyn only won by five. Playing pretty well. Yeah, the Raptors only won by five, so, you yeah. know. Brooklyn's trying, but not trying hard enough. And, like, now they don't get that benefit of being like, well, let's go home and see if we can turn this around at home. Right. They're going to have to turn it around right there in that gym in Orlando. And by the way, we talked about the Orlando-Milwaukee series. But did we talk about Milwaukee-Orlando? We did, right? Yeah, we did. Um, and uh, Orlando's got the home court advantage. They do. Why they're in Orlando. They're in Orlando. They have <laughs> it anyway. Yeah, I know. <laughs> maybe it's meant to be. Oh, maybe that's why they won. Interesting. Yeah. Because I hadn't even thought of that. That's funny. Yeah, they're home. They're at home. They're comfortable, man. <laughs> yeah, we'll see how that plays out. They still play again tomorrow. So yeah. yeah. Uh, and then of course, yeah, the Blazers beat the Lakers one hundred and ninety-three. Hallelujah! Hallelujah! They had an amazing first quarter. Completely it, controlled the Lakers in their first quarter. It actually, it was probably 
the easiest breathing game of the the five game winning streak we're on right now. It was. I was relaxed because yeah, because even when we got behind by six in the fourth quarter, we've been doing that the entire time. Yeah, I'm sure you. We always get back five or six. Then Melo hits a three. Then Dame hits a couple shots. It happens every time, so I'm kind of getting used to it. Yeah, me too. You know, and I was on the phone on the forum and. People freaking out, like, oh, we're gonna, this is it, we're losing. I'm like, no, game time's coming. It's right. coming. Yep. And then, bam, half court. And bam, bam, and Gary bam. Trent Jr. hits DJ, that DJ, Gary shot. Trent, bam. Melo, bam. Yes. Yes, bam, bam. Just when the Lakers think they won, they're all smiling. LeBron yep. and Anthony are smiling and partying, thinking they won, and then... And, you know, uh... Good, you, know, them. You, know what that, you know how we won that game? Because the Portland Trailblazers have the number one de- defense in the 2020 NBA playoffs. I know. <laughs> Lakers only scored 93 defense. points. I was surprised. Yeah, we played really good defense. Yeah. Well, that was partially because they can't shoot worth the hell anyway, but, you know, because they're doing up, chucking up a lot of threes, and they're not a great, they're a terrible three-point shooting team. We held them to 93. The so we only... have a great interior defense. It's our perimeter defense. And when we're playing a team that can't shoot at the perimeter, we're good. We're good. That's a win. We're good. Yeah. Now, the way I look at the Lakers series is, the Blazers have the first best, the best player in the series, in my opinion, Damian Lillard. Right. Then you have LeBron and Davis, but then the next five guys are all better than all the other guys on the Lakers. Yep. CJ's better than anybody else on the Lakers. Gary Trent's better. Sam Whiteside's better. Nurkic's Mello's better. better. Nurkic is better. All those guys are better than you know. Then you've got Kuzma, Danny Green, Alex Crusoe. You know what I mean? Right. Like, we have the most talent on the floor. And it showed. I mean, the only team that has been held under 100, besides the Lakers, is today the Brooklyn Nets were held to 99. But we held the Lakers to 93. I think we got them, dude. I think we do, too. We have the number, man. We've got them. I I fully expect to win tomorrow. Me, too. I'm excited. So... We'll, uh, you know, we'll see how it goes. Yeah, I have, uh, we have a couple questions and comments. Okay. Talk to me. Uh, so, James asks, what is the most exciting series outside of the Blazers for you to watch so far? Milwaukee, Orlando. Milwaukee, yeah, you're, Orlando, your other favorite team. But I think the Clippers uh, and Mavs are going to be a really good series. Yeah, I mean, that's my, that's my favorite. That's my most exciting outside. And Mavs of, uh, beating Portland. Paul George after laughing at us would be so awesome. It. Yes. Him and Pat Beverly going out in the first round. Like, I love it. Yeah. Dame needs after to go that, to that yeah. game. Dame needs to go to that game and wave goodbye to them. Right. Also, we didn't even talk about this, but um, what if we break up the Lakers? What if Dame wins and Anthony Davis leaves the Lakers? Right, he's going to the back to home to the Bulls, right? Just like we did to the Thunder. Home to Chicago. Yeah, I'll go to the Warriors. <laughs> right. Do like be, that would be take hilarious. The easy way out. Yeah. I think that could happen. I think if we see, he will. The Lakers, he's looking for a championship. Davis could if he, leave. He, if he realizes LeBron's too old, and he's not going to win it with him. Yeah, he could leave for for Golden State. Laker fans got to be miserable. The last thing we need is for Golden State to build another super team. Lakers got fans got to be miserable because they haven't they won have a playoff be. game in eight years, over eight years. They haven't, they haven't a, been to the playoffs. In they haven't 10 been years. a playoff since 2013 where they got swept. I know. 
And they haven't won a playoff since 2012 when Mike Brown was their coach and they were playing the Thunder. And um, the year the Thunder went to the finals. It was the second round, I believe. But you look at the Lakers, they had to tank all these years. And they got some players that turned out to be good, you know, like uh, D'Angelo Russell. And, and they him away. Who became an all-star. Brandon Ingram, who became trade an all-star. Those are two, like, little all-stars to start to build together and grow. And they, they, just, away. they just gave them all away, brought in LeBron, traded all their youth, including an all-star in Brandon Ingram for Anthony Davis, and thought that would make a team. And it's just not it. It's not. You have an over-the-hill LeBron, got Anthony Davis, and that's it. Yep. And you got a crybaby Dwight Howard. And they don't have a great coach. <laughs> Frank Vogel's not. It's not like Pat, it's not the, the, like they got Phil Jackson out there. Or even yeah, like, you know. No, Vogel. You know, Whatever Vogel was, Jason Kidd. always good at taking like high, you know, taking two stars and making them play well together. Right. They haven't got him. He's got Frank Vogel. What's he ever they done? They got Vogel. He got fired. He got replaced by Nate McMillan on the Pacers for a reason. Yeah, what's he ever done? Yeah, what, are we supposed to be afraid of Jason Kidd on the bench as an assistant? Yeah, right? I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think so. What did, what did he do? What did he ever do for Milwaukee? Nothing. Right. So what's our next question? Uh, Orlando, this is probably your favorite question. <laughs> Orlando destroyed Milwaukee. Should the Bucks fans be concerned, Corey? Um, I don't know. And like I said, I said there'd be upsets when this this started because of the bubble, because of teams having four months off and chance to improve, because there's no home court advantage, and it's just weird. These, the Bucks didn't play well in the seeding games and, the, and they didn't play well in the first game. So they don't have the momentum they had back in March where they were building this championship run and rolling. It's still a seven-game series, and it's going to be very hard for Orlando to win four games, quite frankly, against anyone. <laughs> if, you put, yeah. if you put the Orlando Magic in a building with the, Atlanta, with the Cleveland Cavaliers, and said, you know, beat them four times and seven times. I'm not totally convinced Orlando could even do that. But um, they won the first one, and they won pretty comfortably, and they should feel very comfortable, and they might as well go get the next one and see what they can do. Yeah, should Orlando, Buck fans be worried? Yeah, you don't I, like I to think, lose. I think they should. I mean, you lost game one the against... The Bucks played <laughs> this Magic. year, I believe, at a 63-win pace. And the or 62, 63 win pace, and the Magic played at a 37 win pace. So you're talking a team that's sub five, eight games under 500, um, versus a team that's like you know 60 plus wins. It'd be one of the biggest upsets of all time. Yeah, you know, yeah, I mean, Orlando is. I mean, they always win game one. We don't know if it's just them holding up tradition, and then after game one, though, they every year it's been they get swept pretty much the rest of the way. Like last I mean, year, they won the first game, and they lost four straight to the Raptors. Bud's um, on the so, hot seat because they've lost five because they lost the la- they lost four they games have, straight in the, the conference Bucks, finals. They've lost five in a row. The Bucks, yeah, they they have they have more than underperformed in the restarts. Um, they haven't been playing well, um, and Giannis, of course, got suspended for headbutting. Mo Wagner, uh, things, I don't know. They're going to have to figure it out because Orlando has their number. Orlando is uh, comfortable. They're at home in their own city. They have nothing to lose. 
That's a dangerous. That's a dangerous team. I'll be looking right forward there. to that game for sure. Yeah. Yes. Uh, next question is: Do you think the Mavericks could actually beat the Clippers in this series, Anthony? Yes. Yes. I do. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Yeah, I do too. I, I, like I said, I, I think if Porzingis uh, wasn't ejected, I think the Mavs would be up 2-0 right now. Yeah. Potentially, I mean. Yep. Because the Mavs, they didn't lose that their lead until very late in the game. Yep. And with Porzingis, I think he would have given them the offensive, the extra offensive uh, force they would needed to finish that game off. I love all we heard about all year long was that the only contenders were the Clippers, Lakers, and Bucks. All year long, if, that's all. What if none of them said. get to the? What if none of them get to the Western or Eastern Conference Finals? That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it might not happen. It might not. This is going to be interesting to see how this plays out. Mm-hmm. Uh, and of course. Uh, Repeating what I said earlier, uh, my friend Brian says Blazers in five. My son says Blazers in five. My wife says Blazers in seven. I said Blazers in six. I'm at, I'm probably just going to stick with that, but uh, I'm feeling Blazers in five or maybe even a sweep here. This is crazy. I'm, it's, I'm I picked Blazers in five, but I think it's a sweep. I think it could be a sweep. Uh, you know, this is – I haven't had this feeling in a long time. But, Someone know. said uh, all the Lakers have to do is next game – they just need to come out firing and, you know, with hot shooting from the get-go. And it's like, um, if they were capable of that, they would have done that in the first game. Right. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, and this feels very much like the Thunder the game. The Thunder, Thunder, where they shot really bad year. and everybody said they couldn't shoot any worse and they shot bad again. Yeah. Yeah, this feels very much like the Thunder series last year. Um, I felt very comfortable. I, was, I went to the, the first two games. Me too. Um, at the Moda and... Uh, it was just, I just felt so comfortable. It was easy, you know, it's an easy yeah. series. And I feel, I, I just have that same feeling for this series. Um, it's very similar shooting. The the Thunder only hit five threes in the, in the first game. And then they hit five threes, only five threes again in the second game. So, you know, I don't think the Lakers shooting from three is going to get much better than it was in the first game. Um, a lot of people are scared about that. I mean, Danny Green, obviously, he's very, could be very good from the three-point line, but. I mean, we can shoot better. Gary Trent shoot Jr. Better. can shoot better. CJ we're can shoot, shoot better. Them, yeah. Well, the thing with Gary Trent is he's we're using him so much for uh, for defense that he's not shooting as many threes or right. hitting as many threes, right? Because he's using so much of his energy on defense. But right. He is such a man. Did you, did you see him on LeBron? Even though he's shorter yep. than LeBron. Yep. I mean, LeBron knows. And then if he, he gets can't. past if he gets past Gary Trent, there's Whiteside ready to there's block. Whiteside block. Bam. Yep. Yep, I love it. I love it because like they, LeBron or Anthony, they get right up to the rim. They think they're putting it in, and then wow! Dame said he packed for three months. Yeah, he said they came there to win. This is why they work so hard. This is why they work so hard to get the eight seed and win the play-in because they knew if they got there, they could beat the Lakers. And they can. If they didn't think they could beat the Lakers, they wouldn't have tried so hard in the seeding games. Right. This is going to be, I, I feel like this is easier, the series is easier than the seeding games. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. We uh, can lose the next game. We can lose the set, the next game after that, we can still win the series. Yeah. So it's a little more relaxing than the seeding games where we had to win every night. Right. Though, so, you know, I, I just have a very good feeling. I think there's a good possibility we're going to go 2 0 in this. Yeah, so. me too. Uh, it's gonna be so we got two more games uh, before Sunday when we do our next podcast. Yep. Um, 
Saturday's game, I'll be going over to Jace to from from S two from uh, Rip C 2s house. Jason or uh, Jason Orion Orion Bailey on the oh Orion oh man sports Him? yeah. Is he's he a good the guy friend, that keeps saying not happening, he's a good... not happening? No, I don't think so. Oh, yeah, yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, but he was joking. He wasn't being serious, though. And you keep saying, it's happening. It's happening. It yeah. is happening. It is, yeah. No, he's a good dude. and Yeah, we're going to go over there and watch the game over there with some people. and It's going to be fun. Barbecue. Did um, you see the but, quote uh, I posted on Rip City 2 from Dame about what this all means to him? About how he was saying, yeah, I saw. Yeah, he wants his that. coach to keep his job. Like he thinks of everything in that case. Like it's yes. not all about himself. It's not. He says, at this point in my career, bruh, I don't expect no credit. I don't expect no love because I don't do what I do for them to judge me a certain way. I have my own reasons for what I do. I have my own stuff I want to accomplish. I want my coach to keep his job. I want my teammates to be rewarded with good contracts. How cool is that? I want to be a winning player. I want my teammates to enjoy playing with me and feel like they're a part of something special. All that stuff matters to me. Making sure I stay true to who I am as a person and being real about everything. That means something to me. So I mean, when it comes to everybody being like, who's the best point guard and who's the superstar and who's not, I don't really care about that shit. I can honestly say I don't care. When somebody is just discrediting me or acting like I'm not doing something that I'm doing, I might say something. I'm not moved by it or nothing like that because I do what I do for me and by my own standards and not by the media or what the public thinks. Otherwise, I would have tried to go team up or I would have tried to start doing everything to draw attention on myself and try to make them look at me in a certain way. But I don't because I got my own stuff that I play by and that I play for. How Such great is that? Amazing. He wants his teammates to get contracts. That's how much he cares. Yep. It's not all about him and, oh, I got to switch teams so I can win a championship. He's the real deal. He is a real McCoy. He was dancing out there. I mean, dude, I get sad just thinking about when he retires. Oh, man. There's ne- the reason people say he's the best player Blazer ever because it's sad to say, but there's never going to be another player like him. There's not. We're never going to have a player like him. It's like Tim Duncan with the Spurs. They're never going to have a player like him. Yeah, there's never going to be another Tim Duncan. You know, there's never going to, there's never going to be another Dirk, but they did get Doncic, right. and that's pretty awesome. Right. But, like, somebody so devoted to the, to the team for so long, you know. People probably thought they were getting the next Duncan with LaMarcus Aldridge, but they sure as hell weren't. Nope. So, yeah. So, yeah, that's what we got for you. And uh, so excited for the game tomorrow. Blazer fans, uh, we do support have to, your team. We do have to thank one person. Who's that? Kawhi Leonard. Because Kawhi Leonard could have gone to the Lakers. True. He could have gone Kawhi to the Leonard Lakers for going and the he chose the Clippers because he didn't want it to yes. be unfair. And then the Lakers really thought they had him, which was pretty funny. Can you imagine if <laughs> if they had gotten him, how good they'd be? Oh my goodness! Be stupid. See, that would be a that would be a team with LeBron, him, and yeah, uh, thank God Davis. That would be a team. But it didn't happen. They're not a great team. We're gonna beat them. Yeah. 
Is that it? Are those all our questions? That's all. That's all of it. And, uh, yeah, so let's go out tomorrow, support your team, watch the game, celebrate. The Blazers got this. It's Lillard. It's Dame time. Yeah. Go Blazers. Go Blazers. I was in the stew all night with Marsha Ambrosius. You gonna say you always had it rocking like a boulder. The real original was yelling, no limit soldier.